thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my partner in crime, my esteemed colleague. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Dalala. What up, Phil? It's Dub Day. It's Dub Day, and I think that uh, a lot of the Broncos' success against the Chargers uh, can, you know, c- come back to what we did uh, here in this studio last Thursday. That's right. When you win a football game, you often hear that it's what you do on Wednesday, it's what you do on Thursday, on Friday. It's the preparation yeah, it's that prepares the week. you to win. And I think that uh, the origins of the victory, it originated right here in this studio. That's right. We, uh, you know, last week we made a mistake. We made some mistakes. We looked at the film. We said it's correctable. And, um, and we corrected it by getting rid of Ben Swanson. Yes. Look, uh, no Ben Swanson, they win a bunch of games. They win. Ben Swanson comes back, they lose. They lose. Ben Swanson goes away, they, they win. win. I mean, it's not. That's not coincidence. It's not, and it's not complicated. It's science. It, yeah, it's we science. follow the science. Yes, it's a binary. And uh, I don't know. People, people like Ben Swanson, but we're doing what we have to do here. Yeah, ha- I mean, sometimes you, uh, champagne says uh, you have to be tough. Yep, mentally, mentally tough, physically tough. Yep. And uh, we made a tough decision. We needed both. We had to mentally decide to remove Ben Swanson, and then we physically, physically we had to remove, remove him. him. Yeah. And with that axe, he's dangerous. Yeah, you know, and so exactly. uh, the beard, it was the beard was there. It was a little terrifying, but um, we got him out and they keep winning and they win. So, so Ben Swanson will not be on this show. He will not be. on. Hopefully, it's too critical. Hopefully till the end of February. Yeah, exactly. Then he can return. Yeah. Until then, no more. No. He was crying this morning. Yeah. We're like, we're going to go do just the podcast. The next down, he was you just, crazy guy. Yeah. He was like, just let me back. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. So. Uh, of course, the Broncos, a road win in the division, 24 to 7 against the LA Chargers. First time uh, since 2019, Eric. Joe Flacco. Yeah. Against the Chargers. Against the Chargers? Yeah. The Broncos' last three division road games, all against the Chargers. Wins. Sorry. Yeah. Division road wins. Yeah. All against the Chargers. Yeah. Um, the Broncos' 17 point margin of victory, Phil was their largest division win since the last week of 2016. This sounds like an at Eric Dalala Twitter account. That was nice. That was a good stat. They're seven points allowed, the fewest in a division game since the last week of 2016. I thought they were going to get a shutout. I thought so, too. I thought that was was happening. It would have been the first road shutout since 92, I believe. Yeah. Easton Stick. You were only in your 20s at that point. (laughs) Yeah, I was just a young guy. You young guy. Kind of like... Like, I'll be here in five or six years. Yeah. Uh, Phil, I liked what stood out to me. A lot of good quotes after the game, obviously. Mm. I'm there. I'm, I'm getting quotes. You're cool. I'm yeah, taking you're getting, names. Yeah, you're taking doing notes. stats. I'm doing X's, you know. Yep. And uh, Sean Payton said, there's another demon that we've checked off our list. Oh, yeah, exactly. Talking about the road, the wins. road wins against the division. And, you know, he's right. You beat the Chiefs, you win that streak. And this division road streak, there was a primetime streak you, yeah. you knock off. I mean, the Broncos just keep, we talked last week, hey, I'm worried based on the way the last seven years have no, gone. Oh, they bounce back. This team is, is it's diff. Yeah, I mean, and Russ throwing that interception on the very first play of the game, you're like, oh, my gosh. But it didn't affect them. The nope. defense came back out there, got the stop. Big Interesting play. fourth down call there. Yeah. I would have done one that scored a touchdown if I were the Chargers. Yeah, exactly. That's you that's know. me. 
or, or be like, hey, it's it's actually third down, but let's pretend it's fourth down. Yeah. And then if you don't get it, then, then, say, you okay, fine. then you're like, okay, we didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. Could do that. Some so. teams do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they showed some toughness there. I think bouncing back from that, bouncing back from the Texans loss. And they really just, it felt like they were playing Broncos football again. You know, uh, they set a, a physical tone, uh, ran the ball well with Javante, a lot of uh, short passes, I thought. Like they got Mims involved early. They hit Judy on a little slant. Uh, they certainly used some AJP Ryan a bunch. That's sort of like the formula there. And then all of a sudden, boom, you hit the deep one across. And sudden, that's sort of like uh, if you're making a little cake or something for a Broncos win, you look at the recipe, all of those are the ingredients. Yep. And then you put it in the oven, boom, Broncos win. That's right. I believe the Broncos are now seven and one when they lose the, or when they win the turnover battle. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. They, they uh, had two takeaways. And so, uh, yeah, two takeaways. You, uh, you put yourself ahead, and then late in the game, that pass rush can really get going. Um, the defense, Phil, continues to to play oh well. Oh, my goodness. Were, Six sacks. I think nine pressures. Nine times. Nine. And it's coming from everywhere. Everywhere. Eric, you don't really know what's going to happen. Is it going to be Singleton up you the middle? definitely don't. Is it going to be P.J. Locke? Is it going to be Jaquan McMillan? Yep. You know, the pressure's coming from everywhere. And I th- McMillan had two sacks? Yeah. Or I guess they said that was a forward pass, uh, so yeah, that didn't he really almost count, a tutty. He almost went to yeah. Tutty Town. You know how hard it is to strip the ball, then go pick up the ball, and then run it in? He didn't make it look very hard. It looked easy. Easy. He easy did the easy play. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, yeah. He, we if he would have there just like one second earlier, boom. We were in Tinseltown. He, went to, he almost went to Tutty Town. Yeah, exactly. He almost Crazy. left Tinseltown. You left, yeah. Uh, one sack for him. That, I mean, he had one earlier. He almost had the two. Yeah. So Almost. Yeah, P.J. Locke had the uh, fumble, first fumble. And there there was this narrative after the game, Phil, that, uh, you know, Justin Herbert getting knocked out of the game, oh, that really changed. We didn't have a chance after that. That was kind of Staley's message maybe. Oh, but they uh, were getting um, after Herbert too. Herbert, they didn't do anything. Yeah, they got after her, uh, Justin Six too. possessions with Herbert, Phil. Punt, turnover on downs, pick, punt, punt, turnover, turnover on downs. Yeah. 90 yards and six drives. The uh, Jonathan Cooper Four interception sacks. was nice. That uh, yeah. that really sort of helped uh, turn the tide, too. Um, and he kind of went down awkward there. I was like, ooh. Yeah, the, the hip drop. Look, yeah, that that look, yeah, that was not a good. Uh, 45.2 quarterback rating for Herbert. Yeah. This was, not a, this was not a game that the Broncos won because the backup quarterback came in. Yeah. I think that when Herbert threw that interception and then they scored immediately like that, you kind of felt like, Oh, this is the sort of just the Broncos day. And I think that uh, seeing that Chargers team, it felt like maybe like a Broncos team from like the last few years where, you know, you're just not not really in the playoff chase there. Uh, things haven't gone your way that, you know, during the season. You're not sure what the future holds. That kind of felt like that sort of Chargers team. And, and when the Broncos scored that touchdown there, it kind of like, at least uh, watching the game on TV, Eric, it felt like the air went out of the building a little. Yeah, well, I mean, there were more Broncos fans well, there than yeah. I mean, but for the Chargers, I mean, jacked up. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, the most excited it was all day. Um, it was loud. That Troutman touchdown, like you, if you are just listening to that, you are like, this is a Broncos home game. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was crazy. A lot of orange. Yeah, a lot of Broncos fans. Yeah, Phil, the, this team it isn't always pretty. 
It isn't always perfect. It takes them a while sometimes to get going, and it's it's often, you know, offensively, like it's not perfect, but then there's a big play. And then there's a, uh, you know, a, a takeaway, and they, they kick a field goal. And, you know, before you know it, you look up, and you're like, oh, the Broncos are up 17 nothing. Yeah. You know, or the Broncos are, are up 17 points. And it just, they're, they're kind of relentless, and they just stick with it. Methodical. And they, they don't, yeah, and they don't beat themselves. Yeah. And before you know it, you look up, and you're like, Okay, the Chargers just scored a touchdown. They still really don't have a chance here. Yeah, well, I did think that that drive after the Chargers touchdown was uh, impressive. I mean, uh, I think it was 13 plays. It took more than seven minutes off the clock. They converted a bunch of third downs on on that drive. And then, of course, the hammer was uh, a nice little play design where Adam Troutman was wide open. Wide open. Third touchdown of the season from Adam Troutman. They say that uh, they don't have a... uh, a pass catching tight end. They got one. Yeah, Kroll had a nice little uh, thirty five yarder. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, they're making things happen. You know that uh, I did see a tweet. Kroll got that thirty five yard catch. It made him the second leading tight end in receiving yards after the one catch. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that. I I do think they are missing uh, Dulcich. I mean, Dulcich could just give them a little something a they little don't pop. have. Yeah, but um. But I thought that was an impressive drive where they just sort of said, uh, it felt like maybe before that they were just trying to say, hey, let's just get to the finish line here and uh, end this game. But uh, I do think that that drive said the statement like, no, it, this yeah, is this over. Is, this is our game. It's We've done. dominated you. It's done. Um, and that's what they, the, the Chargers after that fourth down stop in the red zone that, that began the game, they didn't really have, there was never a chance or an opportunity where they were, where it was like the Chargers are about to to tie this game, or they're about to take the lead. Like the yeah, that was there was no threat. Yeah, it was possible that it could have stayed a close game, but the Broncos were never in danger after that moment yeah. of losing the football game. And I think that's what good football teams do. Playoff worthy football teams do is they they take care of business against um, you know struggling football teams. And the yeah. Chargers undoubtedly are struggling right now. They've lost. Justin Herbert, we'll see what happens with him if he plays in two weeks against the Broncos. Fractured uh, throwing hand index finger. Yeah, that's going to be tough to grip the ball. Yeah, and, and that's an important finger when you're – I mean, Top five for sure. I think that's the last finger to touch the ball. So that's a, a particular – that's what Matt Ryan was saying mm. on the broadcast, that like, hey, your index finger is uh, crucial. You, I think you could probably throw it like if you broke your pinky or something. It wouldn't be uh, nice, but you could probably get through it. But uh, you're not your index finger. Well, also, what's the point now? Yeah, exactly. That's what I think is a bigger deal for them. Is just hey, they're out of it. Let's just yeah. And I, you know, you mentioned this this team was struggling, which is is true. But with seven losses, that's kind of like you almost expect them to be. You, you get one last push, one last push right, of like, hey, if we yeah. win out, we we're still right in there. When you get to eight losses, it's it's, it's pretty done. much done. And yeah. so you you thought maybe you're going to get this last gasp attack Effort, from them yeah. and it just shut them down yeah and that team still has a lot of playmakers i mean uh, yeah. uh keenan allen uh khalil mack was not really a factor in the game they did a nice job uh you got to give them uh some flowers there just because Ooh. so much talk this week about khalil mack he had two tackles and one quarterback hit yeah that's not he had come into the game i think uh three straight games with two sacks so yeah. that was a nice job. And Sean Payton was saying that some of their protection, they even call it Mac protection. Max. Mac. Max. Yeah. He says it's Mac. 
Mm. It was good. So uh, uh, they did a nice job, uh, I think, on Khalil Mack, is especially it? after what Willie Anderson had done the the week prior to come in and do a, a nice job there uh, was important. Yeah, and they had, uh, you know, two weeks ago, Miles Garrett comes in here as the NFL's leading sack Shut recorder. him down. Shut him down. Zipped him up. Now you face uh, Khalil Mack, who was leading the NFL with 15 sacks, and shut him down too. Russ yep. was sacked twice, I believe, for eight yards. Yeah, and that's one of those, good. One of those was for zero yards, and I actually thought he reached the ball across. But they, they, that was uh, good. they took care of business there. Yes. And um, this was a defense that shut the Patriots out last week. Yeah, Derwin James. I mean, they got they still got some talent there. They but, held uh, the, the Ravens offense to 20 points the week before. I mean, this is not a uh, not an awful Chargers defense. And uh, Broncos, they were they were they weren't again not perfect, but they were efficient enough. Yeah, it wasn't points. like a barn burner. You know, like they didn't like throw the ball over the place. But what they did was they minimized mistakes. You mentioned the sacks there. They did what they what they do in terms of uh, getting their guys involved, like near the line of scrimmage, and they scored touchdowns. Eric, which is was important. You know, Javante got in there first scoring touchdown this season. Obviously, the sudden play was huge, and then the Troutman touchdown. I mean, they only had to settle for a field goal once, and that should have been a touchdown to Jerry Judy. So uh, they were really. Uh, much improved in the red zone. And that was another area of emphasis this last week coming off of that Texans game was, Hey, how do we improve in the red zone? They certainly uh, uh, responded there. Yeah. I mean, they easily could have scored 30 points yesterday. And, yeah. But I also think teams make mistakes sometimes that, that kill you in games. And even when the Broncos aren't at their best offensively, they tend not to make those terrible mistakes. And at least Flip the field, you know, like yeah. after the after that initial fourth down stop, the Broncos have the ball down by their own goal line, and they don't end up scoring on that next drive. But they moved it a eight little. Plays fifty one yards, three first downs. So they get all the way to the LA forty three before the the drive kind of bogs down. Yeah, and then they're able to punt it, pin them down inside the ten yard line, and now it sets up. You know, now now you're in a, a tough situation if you're the Chargers offense. Sets up that interception. That's you know, that won't go down as a scoring drive, but that was a big drive offensively yeah. to, to flip the field. And Sean talked about that. Yeah, just you. like the Buffalo game, they played a lot of the game on the Chargers side of the field and yep. it, uh, it minimizes the mistakes when you make them and, and helps you maximize when the Chargers do something poorly. Yeah. I always think that's a little bit interesting when you hear Sean talk about these moments in the game, what he tends to highlight. And he highlighted that situation right there where he says, Hey, when you're backed up, he says that uh, the, his philosophy is let's get two first downs. Then you're back to neutral. And so he talked about that drive. And then he, he also highlighted uh, Riley Dixon as saying that he did a nice job, you know, and yeah, I think that uh, that is one area that we've not really spent much time talking about, but this Broncos special teams vastly improved from last year. It's one of the top units in the NFL. It's a top return unit for sure. And, uh, you know, they've done a, a lot of nice things in that area, especially when you think about new kicker, new punter, new returner, They've, they've just changed that entire unit and uh, you're seeing that pay dividends. Well, and there's even some, you know, from a, a coverage standpoint, the last few years, teams have either broken one on the Broncos or they've, you know, gotten big yardage, you know, or you're just kind of holding your breath. Yeah. Yesterday, there was one, I don't know if it was the end of the first half or, or when it was, but yeah, it was right at the end of the first half. Um, 
you know, the Chargers try to return it, and there, there was a second where there was some space, but then the Broncos were just all over it, and there was no yeah. threat at all. And I think um, that can't be taken for granted either, that you just don't – we haven't had, knock on wood, haven't had that issue yet in terms of coverage or a team flipping the field, having that big return. I mean, yesterday the, the Ravens beat the Rams yeah, on, on, a return a, on a return touchdown. We haven't seen that issue yet for Denver. Yeah, I mean, uh, give a lot of credit to Ben Kodwika. You know, Champagne calling Mike Westhoff out of the mountains. Yeah. Telling him to come back. And uh, th- these guys have done a great job. Him. Yeah. They, and, and uh, you know, like you mentioned, the Bills game. And then also certainly yesterday, Champagne's really highlighted the fact that the Broncos are playing a lot of these games in the opponent's territory. So that's a nice job. Yeah. And, and that all goes into Champagne. So this is one of our better team wins yeah. of the season yeah, in yeah. terms of offense playing pretty well, defense playing really well, special teams contributing. I mean, this is the type of football you want to be playing this time of year, and um, it's going to keep you in football games, going to keep you around. It's, it's, uh, it's again, like you mentioned, it's the recipe for a win, and the Broncos now are 6-1 and in their last seven games. That's tied for the best record in the NFL since, I believe, week seven. Um, Yeah, because the Eagles, uh, they've dropped the last two here. Yeah, I believe it's the... uh, Broncos, Ravens, and Cowboys that are tied for mm. that record there. But um, and it's interesting. I know people don't view nationally the Broncos in that same conversation, probably with the Ravens and Cowboys. Which, in fairness, those those are division leaders. Those are good yeah. teams that have, I think, lost three games each. Yeah. But um, but you can't argue with the results. And the Broncos have knocked off some good teams during that stretch. And Phil, they put themselves in a really good position here as we enter yeah. the final four weeks. And, you know, everybody keeps bringing up the fact that they started the season one and five, and, and and that is why the record is the way that it is, and they're sort of fighting here. But but if you look at just the style of football that they're playing and the, the way they've rattled off these wins, you know, this is the time of year when you want to be playing like the Broncos. And I, I think that, you know, uh, any team in the AFC or NFC, I think that – you feel like you got a shot against these guys if you're yeah. the Broncos right now, and, and especially if they stick to how the their their style of football, how they want to play. I think if you stick to that, this Broncos team can really go toe to toe, especially if they don't beat themselves. So, um, I, I do think that after the game, Russell Wilson said, "Look, there's still things that we got to work on. We can get better here, and obviously, a big priority is going to be." getting Jerry Judy into the mix here, trying to work on that chemistry. It, it seemed like it, they made a big effort against the Chargers to try and get him the ball. They weren't able to quite connect on a couple of deep plays. And, and you just think, Eric, maybe against a better team, they're going to need one of those to connect. And so if they can get that thing humming and they've got two legitimate wide receivers there, this team will be able to start putting up a lot of yards. And uh, that's one area where I, c- I could see them start to continue to work on. And then if uh, Dulcich is able to uh, heal up a little bit, that's another thing that could give that side of the ball a little bit of a boost. Yeah. And and again, you know, knock on wood, we keep saying this week after week, they've stayed pretty healthy. Yeah, the, and, the uh, minors. Yeah, Quinn Myers. But apparently it sounds like a couple reports that he'll be able to play this weekend. Maybe sounds like he's okay. So yep. we'll see what the official injury reports and all that say. But that's a good sign. Uh, no update yet on Nick Benito. But no. certainly the Broncos have some depth there. Yeah. At edge rusher with Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning. Drew Sanders moved over there a little bit. And the way they're bringing – E.J. Locke, Jaquan McMillan, Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton. I mean, 
Zach Allen. They've got rushers here. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, you know, Jerry Judy, six targets, which was a team high, just just two catches for 16 yards and, you know, kind of had three opportunities maybe that stand out in terms of two deep ones and then the one in the end zone, not quite able to drag drag the foot. Um, You got to find a way to get him going a little bit. But I think it's it's an impressive that they're still able to you know still get a deep touchdown to Cortland Sutton still able to score 24 points when you miss really a couple opportunities like we talked about and, yeah. um it, it did seem like though that even uh, on the Sutton play Sean Payne said that Jared Judy was the number one option on that play yeah. so just the uh, watching that game looking at the targets it did feel like they were like hey let's try and get Jerry going in this one uh, he had he ended with just the two catches but uh that is something that th- it looks like they're saying look we need to get this guy going because if we want to get go- if we want to be a high-powered offense he's going to have to be a part of this thing so uh, it does seem like that's an effort. But after the game, Sean did not seem like at least what he said after the game was, hey, look, he's going to get this thing go right. You know, like uh, he didn't seem as uh, concerned as maybe all of Bronco's country does. <laughs> <laughs> all of them, yeah. I mean, uh, if you go on to X, yeah, don't do that. it was buzzing. Um, he didn't seem as good. Sean right. Payne did not seem as. Uh, and I think his point was, hey, there are a couple opportunities there. It wasn't able to make them. Yeah. But we, we, we won, won the, the game. football game. Yeah, exactly. And so let's not let's not sit here and worry about how many targets, yeah. how many catches. You know, we won the football game. I'm sure they'll work to correct things in practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, feel that, I mean, this football team right now, if you were solely evaluating the season starting in week seven or week eight, I think you'd be talking about the Broncos team. as a, a good football team, a contender. Whereas you're right, because of the way the season started, people I think are still like, well, this is this is a nice story that they've been able to turn things around. But the fact of the matter is they've been playing as good a football as anybody over the last six weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Champagne on Monday was asked about the sort of the playoff standings and how jumbled all these teams are. I think one thing that makes this particularly interesting, Eric, is the fact that a lot of these teams are playing with backup quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, uh, and you're just wondering, like, gosh, how long can these can like a Joe Flacco go out there and do this? You know, or, uh, you know, these teams are playing with. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Who is the who are these guys? You know, like that's (laughs) what uh, somebody was uh, saying the other day but you're like okay how how much sustained success can these teams have with their backup in there it it is going to be interesting to see what happens over this last four weeks of of the season well and I think in terms of the race there the exciting thing for Denver is that a lot of these teams play each other whereas Denver does not no and so like the Colts play the Steelers coming up the Browns are going to play the Bengals um, yeah. You know, like these matchups, they're going to go head to head. I think the Browns play the Texans still. Yeah. Like some of these things are going to sort themselves out because they play each other. Whereas, you know, the Broncos AFC matchups that are remaining are New England at home against the yeah. backup quarterback and Bailey Zappi, who admittedly played well. He's been playing well against Pittsburgh um, in, in a, an upset win that really helped the Broncos. We'll see what happens with Justin Herbert, but you could be looking at Easton Stick coming in here again in a few yeah. weeks. And then, uh, you know, Aiden O'Connell, a exactly. backup in Las Vegas, a team that was they shut just out. Got shut out. So, um, I'm not saying it's it's easy and that the Broncos have a you know that they're guaranteed to do it, but no, the, the win yesterday it's favorable guarantees that you're going to be in this going down the stretch. And um, the uh, schedule is favorable. Yeah, I think we can say a, that. You've got a chance. And um, I, I thought Sean's answer was interesting in that he was asked specifically about the wild card race, and he said, "We're looking at the division." Yeah, exactly. Because the Chiefs are just one game ahead. And if the Broncos were to win out, 
and the the and the uh, Chiefs drop one of their division games. They've got a game against the Raiders, a game against the Chargers. If they somehow yeah. drop one of those, if they end with the same record, the Broncos would win the tiebreak. Yeah. And so you're looking at one more Chiefs loss, and and then you, you'd have to who go. Knows? A, you'd have to go. A lot on a heater have to go here. right there, but uh, but uh, but to have a chance. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. After you lose in Kansas City in Week Six to go to one and five, that yeah, you'd be one game back at Kansas City. Yeah, and uh, the Chiefs, like, uh, I've never seen them that uh, flustered as they were after that game uh, against the Bills there. So, yeah, they, um, what, they're two and four in their last six? Yeah, they've not been uh, not quite, not quite right. Else. Yeah, exactly. And they played some so, good teams, right? Like, the Eagles are a good team. Yeah, the Bills are a good Had team. Had to go on the road to play Green Bay. Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are were in the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah. That That's is a true. really good team. But they, uh, like, uh, I, I even just the way that they've responded to a loss, I mean, uh, I, I've not seen that from that Chiefs team. No. So uh, that's something to just sort of keep an eye on here as as we progress. Uh, I will say one last thing, Erica. Just it feels like the season's much later. I don't know if uh, if you agree with this, but, like, it feels like they've been in this, like, final stretch for a long time a long yeah. time now. But if you really think about it, they're just entering now into the final quarter of the season, which is uh, – there's still a lot of – a long way to go. But yeah, it, there's a whole month left. Yeah, but it feels very tight, and it's been sort of that tightness for a while now. Yeah, I would say since the bye week, you know, when, when you came out of that and beat Buffalo – it really felt like beginning with Minnesota, like that was the final stretch yeah. of the season. And like, yeah. oh, Cleveland's, you got to win this one. And oh, Houston, this is the last, you're in the last stretch. And then certainly this week was a must win in terms yeah. of, and I think part of that is just where the Broncos started off, the way they began the season. You don't have that wiggle room. And yeah. and Sean talked about that weeks ago at this point, but he said in New Orleans, they once started 0-4, fought back to four and four, but that was just so mentally draining that yeah. they weren't able to maintain it. And I think what's been impressive for the Broncos is they've been able to maintain it. They got back to 500, um, got over it, fell back last week, and now are back over 500 again. And it, it doesn't feel like this team is like mentally drained from that. It's more no. like they're excited. You know, Justin yeah. Simmons was talking about, we're fired up to go into this final stretch. Yeah, yeah, because they, they've never really experienced this thrill of winning like this. And and so I, I would imagine that uh, they're energized and uh, and excited to just see what what they're capable of. I mean, uh, it did feel like that game yesterday. It, it sort of felt like how things used to be with the Broncos, where you're supposed to win the game, you just go there, you, you beat them, and you come back and you continue on, you know, with business as usual. What's interesting to me, Phil, is that th- this team has won some games pretty handedly. Like the, yeah. they beat the Browns by Browns. 17. Is that right? Yeah, that was um, comfortable. The, they beat the Chargers obviously yesterday by 17. But then you look at the stat sheet and there's not like a, there's not somebody that played amazing. You know, it's not like Corlin Sutton had 175 yards and two touchdowns. It's, it's not requiring like heroic efforts. Right. Or, yeah. you know, we, we talk sometimes about preparing for, oh, who's going to be AFC player of the week? You know, do we have anybody this week? Yeah. It hasn't been every week like, you know, win over Minnesota. It hasn't been every week where, you've got a potential player of the week candidate where some teams win and it's like, okay, AJ Brown went off for 180 and two touchdowns or um, Josh Jacobs had 200 yards or Khalil Mack, you know, goes crazy and has two sacks sacks. or, you know, whatever. Uh, The Broncos are just kind of winning as a team. Yeah. And there's no like one individual that's been spectacular. I mean, obviously Cortland's made a lot of plays over the course of the season, yeah. But it's not like he's had a three-touchdown game. Yeah. And I will say, I think at this point, we've seen enough from P.J. Locke and Jaquan McMillan to be like, 
this is more than okay. These guys have had a couple of good games. Yeah. You know, they've been a little bit of a spark or some. You know, that kind of a guy. No, these guys are. It seems like they're genuinely good football players now. I mean, they've done it consistently game after game where they're making plays that are impacting the outcome. Yeah, I didn't tweet it yesterday because I thought it was like a little crazy to put into words, but Jaquan McMillan feels like the defensive MVP. Yeah, certainly. I mean, just uh, he brings a lot of versatility. Uh, He's able to get after the quarterback. He's good in pass coverage. He creates turnovers. Uh, he's done a lot for this defense. And for where the Broncos were at nickel, you know, playing yeah, with Ethan Bassey yeah, exactly, earlier yeah. in the year. Um, yeah, I mean, what, Kwan never played this no. season, but um, to go from Bassey to the way that Jaquan's playing, it's unbelievable. And that's, yeah. you know, no disrespect to Isang. Like, no. obviously, a, a good football player that had some success here, but but Jaquan's perf- he's kind of transformed what you can expect and what you can do with that nickel position that's really hard to find a yep. lot of the times. And, and even with the safety with K-Jack, uh, you know, being suspended, PJ has really been a, an unsung hero too, where, yeah. you know, if, if you remove him out of the lineup, there's some question marks all of a sudden, but he's, he stepped up and played well. And Sean was asked about it today. Like, Hey, you're going to have a tough decision coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks when K-Jack comes back. So, yeah. And you would take it. I think Sean's point was, We'll figure that out when we get there. Yeah, it's still a little ways away, but you know the way that PJ's playing, it's 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 gonna be hard to take him off the field, Eric. I'll just yeah, say that. No, I I agree with that. He and he's got. I love his attitude. Like he's oh my gosh, fiery. You know, a little bit yeah. edgy. Um, and he can hit now. I mean, yeah. he's a big dude. Yeah, he's got like a little cage act to him in yeah. terms of that that element. Yeah. Um, Phil, I'm you know, and we'll preview the Lions game later this week, but I'm excited for this game not because. You know, I don't view this as a, a must win the same way that like coming, you know, conference game, the conference game. And um, certainly I think this win over the Chargers now, you've got to find a way to win three of four. But it just feels, you know, two of the two of the games are at home. So like those feel like must wins and the Raiders game, just breaking that streak and getting another demon off yeah. your back would be big. This feels more like an opportunity where, hey, the Broncos have won six of their last seven. They've beaten some good teams. Um, I think people are starting to take them seriously. Can you go out there and send a message that, hey, we're going to beat a good football team, a division leader on the road in December, solidify? You know, if they if the Broncos win this week, they're in great really shape. Team. I think their playoff odds go up to like 75, 80%. Can you go out there and do that and send a message that we're not just a cute little story that's come back from one and five? We're... We're going to be team. a tough out in the playoffs if we get there. Yeah. And the other interesting thing, obviously, is the Dan Campbell and Sean yeah. Payton's situation here. I mean, uh, Sean talked about that uh, on Monday, just saying that, hey, I've known this guy for a really long time. You know, all of the different stops, uh, you know, that they've been together. And then, of course, earlier this year, Sean Payton, you know, uh, uh, pick the Lions as sort of like an example of yeah. what this Broncos team could be and like said, hey, if we can just galvanize and come together, uh, we could be a lot like that Lions team that turned things around last year. And uh, they've sort of followed that script a little bit here where they've really come together and now they're ma- making a run at the playoffs. So uh, heard it here first. Yeah, we, and we, of course, uh, we brought that up before Sean did. So, yeah. he, of course, he's a, a listener. Coach, I hope you're enjoying this one, uh, listening here. But uh, I, I will say it's just interesting that you highlight that team as uh, maybe what you could be. Now you're playing You've them. done it, and then now you're playing in them. A big, in a big game. In a big game. And, of course, Dan 
probably is coming into this one a little extra fired up just being like i want to show sean what i can do yeah. as a coach you know? well and they just they lost a tough one on the road in chicago yeah. and they've sort of come back down to earth a little bit uh, if you ask me just uh, after what happened on thanksgiving last week against chicago now they're they're not sort of this uh invincible team anymore. yeah they well so they were losing to chicago and then came back at home right and yeah, then yeah. and then they lost to somebody pretty badly on thanksgiving green the bay Packers. yeah yeah and yeah, I then mean, they got uh, blown out really and at then home. this this game a 15 point loss yeah in chicago so yeah they've, they've had their struggles the last few weeks still a talented squad that's going to come oh, in for and, sure and be a, a difficult and they run the football team. which yeah. as we know the broncos have had struggles with at times so yeah it'll be uh interesting there but it yeah just it feels like a big opportunity and when we first talked about that lions comparison phil we were we were talking about it in terms of next year yeah exactly we were like yeah. hey, can, hey you just, can you just could you win you know five of your final eight and just feel have something to feel good about going a little bit of a run yeah and said they've won six to seven and you know knock on wood that they they do what the lions could not do last year which is make it all the way to the postseason yeah because um, the lions came up one game short last year but this transformation, I think, Phil, has happened quicker than we could have imagined. Yeah. And I, I will say it, more than just an opportunity, I, I will be interested to see if the Broncos can stack a couple of wins here this yeah. week. You know, like uh, I do think it's important for this team to not fall into a pattern of win one, lose one, win one, lose one. You know, well, like they won five in a row. Yeah. But uh, then they lost to Houston, bounce back this week, keep it going. You know, like, yeah. you, and, and it's a third road game in a row. Like, uh, talk about the toughness that it takes to every week go on the road and uh, play your best football. It's a, that's a challenge in itself. Right. I just, the only thing I meant there is that a three-game road trip is really difficult. It's really a short hard. week. It is. You, um, you've got to go on the road to play a division leader. That's that's probably angry that they lost last week to a division rival. And so, yeah. I just like you could go. I still want to go see them play good football. Yes, but but if you if you were to lose a close game on the road, I wouldn't be like Crushed. the season's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you still have an opportunity to come back and beat a, a three and ten New England team and, and beat yeah. um, a Chargers team that has a backup quarterback and, and go into the last game of the season against the Raiders with a chance to to get into the postseason. This yeah. would this would give you right now. You've got a little wiggle room, I think. If you lose this weekend, it eliminates week. that wiggle room. Yeah, and so yeah, hey. I'd love a win this week, and I think they're capable of doing it if they play yeah. like they did against the Chargers, if they play the way they did against Buffalo, against Kansas City. You certainly can go there and get a win. I just, because it's not a conference game, because of some of the, you know, because every other team on your schedule that you have left has a losing record compared to Detroit, yeah. Yeah. it just feels like one that, like, like part of the reason that winning against L.A. was so important is because now it gives you Hey, you don't you have had to, to go on the road and beat a division leader just to get a chance at being in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, but I still, still hope they win. Still think they're very capable of winning. Yeah, I think they've got the momentum to go do it. It just doesn't. It it doesn't feel like a, oh the sky will fall if they don't win this weekend. Yeah, and yesterday, like going into that game, you sort of just were thinking, hey. If you want to make the playoffs, this is a team you you just need to win this. Yes, it, you know, it, and if you don't win this one, like you really probably shouldn't be in the playoffs. Yes, so I agree. It, it kind of felt like that, and and they went uh, to LA and took care of business. So, right, and that's how I feel about some of these other games coming up. Like if you, no disrespect to the Patriots, but you should beat a three and ten football team at yeah, home if you want to be a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of how I feel about it too. So, uh, this is gonna be an interesting. One, Sean said that really the schedule will stay roughly the same except on Friday, uh, maybe more of a walkthrough type of uh, deal on Friday, and then after practice they'll uh, travel to Detroit. Right. 
And it, it did seem, I don't know if it was the body clock or what, but it did seem like the Broncos were more ready to go against the Chargers with that, that yeah. 1 p.m. kickoff, which felt like 2.30 here, yeah. as opposed to a week ago when it felt like an 11 an early kickoff. Yeah, it felt like an And early again, change. you'll be playing in prime time, so don't have to worry about that. There's no more early kickoffs left on the schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what happens in the postseason, but... Yeah, you could play an early one there, but... I'm, uh, you know, I've been cautiously optimistic, Phil, this whole time since maybe the... Since the Bills win, I'd say I've been cautiously optimistic. Yeah, they that could was do a this. huge one. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leaning into now where I almost expect them to do this now. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly capable of doing it if they play like they did yesterday. Like, I'd be bummed now which, if, they, if they don't make it. Yeah, I'd be bummed. Whereas yeah. after the Buffalo game, I'm kind of like, oh, there's still a long way to Let's go. There's still happens. seven or eight games left. There's they'd still have to go seven and or six and two. You know, like there's a lot that would have to go right for this to happen. Yeah. Now you're at a point where I'm I'm starting to feel like this should they should be able to do this. And they should have that same confidence too. Like yeah. the team sh- should too. So what is it that Sean says? Like uh, just getting confidence. You got to go out there and do it. Yeah. Confidence is born from demonstrated ability. Yeah. And they've demonstrated it. Yeah. So they should have that confidence where, Hey, we can go on the road, beat anybody. We can take care of business at home. Like we're, they should feel that confidence. Right. And I, you know, I'm sitting here like, Oh, if they lose, it's not the end of the world. That's I'm, I guarantee you that's not their approach. And no. then they, I'm sure after going on the road to beat Buffalo, who, despite being seven and six, has the third best point differential in the AFC and is a, a good football team, they beat the Chiefs at home. This team, I guarantee, you know, they beat an, they dominated an eight-win Cleveland team at home. These guys know they're good enough to to compete with and, and beat these guys this week. Yeah, and, and it does seem like uh, if you get pressure on Goff, we'll go over the Lions a little bit more, but yeah. if they kind of do what they they did uh, last week against the Chargers, just bringing that pressure from a lot of different places, we've seen uh, Jared have Goff have some uh, issues uh, this year. So uh, we'll get into it a lot more uh, coming up, but for now, the Broncos 7-6, and six, feeling win. confident. Uh, f- crazy how this is just such a week-to-week deal, yep. uh, Eric, where – you lose against the Texans, you feel down. You you beat the Chargers, you feel like you could do anything. So yeah, well, and they wouldn't have won this game in previous years, and that's uh, you know I know these guys work hard and and, and play hard and, and do their very best, but this team was not built to respond like this. Yeah, in previous years, and we've seen them go on the road and lose division games to teams that are not great and teams that they probably should beat. Yeah, and yesterday they left no doubt. Yeah. No, that's that's coaching. Yeah, coaching and the and the leaders on this team yeah. uh, have done a great job of just making sure that everybody is playing with that confidence. You know, I I like what Russ said uh, yesterday after the game. He said that after or during uh, halftime of the Bears game, he went up to Vance Joseph and was like, "Hey, you're one of the better defensive coordinators in this league." And he said that just having gone up against Vance a lot, he's like, "Go do your thing, man." Yeah, and and I think that just like. That sort of uh, belief and faith and, you know, all the things that Russ always talks about, uh, th- those are important uh, if you're able to turn things around the way the Broncos have. So you need that uh, unwavering belief that you're you're capable of doing this. Yeah, Mike McGlinchey, I mean, all these, yeah, these guys. guys like, have, they've, Mike said the same thing when they were 1-3 and three or 0-3 yeah. you know, and 1-5. And, and like, they have seen teams turn this around. Yeah. And yeah. they have. Yeah, exactly. And now they're, uh, they put themselves where you know, in December, one month ago in the season, everything is in front of them. And then 
We've heard guys say you just get in and you never know what happens. Oh, yeah. We've seen that like the Giants with Eli. Yeah. You, you never get know. hot. And the, there's so many teams that don't have their quarterback anymore that, you know, knock on yeah. wood, Russ stays healthy. But uh, the Broncos have their quarterback. They've got a lot of their guys. Yeah. We'll just, we'll see. But they've, yeah. it's amazing that they're in this position. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, a transformation. It's fun. It is fun. It's fun now on Sundays, like paying attention to all the other scores. Yeah. Being like, what do you want to have happen here? What do you, you're sort of rooting for teams that you never would normally root for. So it's exciting. Well, and they're, so they're seven and six now, which matches 2021. I believe if they win this weekend or, you know, even if they were to get back to eight and seven, say that's the best record they've had since 2016. And yeah, eight um, would be the best. Yeah. yeah. So credit to credit to all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back on uh, Thursday with a, a nice little preview of this uh, Saturday night matchup. Eric, like maybe you're, you wake up Sunday morning, you're like, all right, I'm getting ready for some Broncos and Lions. No, it's Saturday night. Saturday, don't miss it. Don't wait until That'd be bad. Then you, then you would miss the game. It'd be kind of sad. So you got to right. be ready to go. Outside the Broncos locker room, they have a huge countdown clock. Like to when kickoff is. Oh yeah, that'll help the team know. They'll know. You know, they'll they all know. just pop down there and look. They're like, when are we playing again? Look at the countdown clock. Right. It'll help them. So, and of course, Swanson will not be here. No, absolutely he not. not. He will not be here. Nope. So, all right, that's gonna do it for us. For Eric Dalala, I am Phil Milani. You've been listening to the, the Neutral Zone.